0: Hello and welcome to This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition for the week of March 10th through 16th, 2018. This Week in the IndieWeb is a weekly digest of activities in the IndieWeb community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie news, and a summary of website updates. This Week in the IndieWeb is sent out on Fridays at 2pm Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing over the weekend can find the web edition of This Week in the IndieWeb, including all links and an archive of all past editions at indieweb.org this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. On March 14th, Garrett Coakley presented about the IndieWeb at the JS Oxford meetup in Oxford, UK. Coakley has expressed interest in hosting an IndieWeb camp in Oxford. Additionally, on March 14th, a combination homebrew website club and micro.blog community meetup was held in Portland, Oregon. You can find photos as well as links to slides and notes from the meetups in the newsletter. Homebrew Website Club will next meet in Baltimore, Maryland on March 20th, and the next regularly scheduled Homebrew Website Club meetup is March 21st, with Nuremberg and San Francisco confirmed so far. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at indieweb.org next dash hwc. Interested in starting a homebrew website club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at IndieWeb.org hwc. Dates have been announced for Indie Webcamp Dusseldorf, scheduled to take place May 5th and 6th at SipGate in Dusseldorf, Germany, just before the Beyond Tellerrand event. Learn more and register now at IndieWeb.org slash 2018 slash Dusseldorf. Save the dates for the 2018 IndieWeb Summit, which will take place on Tuesday, June 26th and Wednesday, June 27th in Portland, Oregon. The two-day summit will be a part of the larger week-long Open Source Bridge Conference. Organizers and volunteers are invited to contribute at IndieWeb.org slash 2018. All IndieWeb events follow the IndieWeb Code of Conduct which can be found at indieweb.org/coc and all IndieWeb events are volunteer run so if you are interested in helping organize getting the word out finding sponsors and more let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the IndieWeb. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Eli Mellon published a post at ELI.LI titled, A Year with the IndieWeb. In it, he details his progress in building a custom CMS for his personal site, with support for IndieWeb building blocks like IndieAuth. MicroPub, Microformats, and WebMention, as well as how he follows incoming responses to his posts via RSS. Aaron Parecki published a post at aaronparecki.com titled, Building an IndieWeb Reader. In it, Aaron describes the functionality of his rebooted Indie Reader Monocle, a microsub client which offers features like grouping feeds into channels, displaying posts and media files, an inline interface for creating responses with support for multiple sites and more. The post includes a high-level introduction to the server and client-side aspects of the developing microsub spec for indie readers, which allows separation of the complex logic required to fetch and parse feeds from the complex design challenges of presenting and allowing interaction with that content. Christian Weiske published a post at cvyska.de titled, Broken in Plain Sight. In it, he examines claims that Microformat's HFeed markup should be preferred over so-called side files like Atom feeds for providing machine-readable posts on the web. He offers counterexamples where HFeed sites can require storing repeated content, extra maintenance when updating a site's theme, and can break in non-visible ways that require a parser to uncover. Aaron Davis published a post at ReadWriteRespond.com titled, Citizen of the IndieWeb? In it, he ponders what it means to be a citizen rather than a member of the IndieWeb. This question prompted some interesting replies, with some consensus that plumbing and protocols are much less important than a dedication to posting on your own site first. And now, a selection of this week's updates from IndieWeb.org. new community members. Jason McIntosh, an independent creative and software professional who lives in New England, joins us from jmac.org. Miles Braithwaite, who runs a small consulting company in Toronto, Canada, joins us from milesb.ca. Piper Haywood, a developer with a background in fine arts, joins us from piperhaywood.com. Zach Oglesby, an infrastructure engineer at Groupon, joins us from zack.oglesby.co. Christoph D. Yeager joins us from realize.be. Also known as Swentel, he hacks on Drupal, Android, HTML5, and iOS, and is working on a plugin for Drupal that supports indie web building blocks like WebMention. And Matthias Pfefferly, a longtime IndieWeb community member and formerly of pfefferly.org and Notizblog.org, can now be found at Notiz.blog. Congratulations on the new Shorter Domain! If you haven't already, now is a good time to create your own user page. It's a great way to introduce yourself to the IndieWeb community and to collect the things that you are working on or want to work on for your personal website. For more details, visit indieweb.org wikifying. Community and concepts Via is a commonly used label to note the organization or person through which content was first discovered. For example, Eve publishes a post with the text, Look at this cool photo by Bob, found via Alice. This type of mention allows Eve to credit Alice for sharing Bob's original photo and lets Eve's followers know they may be interested in Alice's other posts. For more ideas about giving credit on shared links and other media with attributions like Via and HT or Hat Tip, check out CuratorsCode.org. On the topic of links, Chris Aldrich published a post at Bafosacco.com titled Thoughts on link blogs, bookmarks, reads, likes, favorites, follows, and related links. In it, Aldrich describes how he has deconstructed the idea of a link blog for his personal site into five main types. Favorite posts that he finds valuable in the long term. Posts that indicate that he is following a person, organization, or other publisher. Posts that indicate he has read something. Along with likes and bookmarks. Services and Organizations A new page was created to capture a series of posts on news outlets and social media which document the brief rise and fall of Hiveway, a social networking site based on Mastodon, which was to integrate with its own cryptocurrency. The site was shut down after only seven days, with an even shorter initial coin offering sale of their Hivecoin cryptocurrency being shut down after 4. Nuzzle is an advertisement funded service and mobile app which surfaces articles based on how often they are shared by your contacts on social media silos like Twitter and LinkedIn. Dig Reader this week published a notice to their homepage announcing that they will be shutting down on March 26th. Current users are encouraged to download their feed lists, and tools are available to export those lists in OPML format. Facebook announced this week that they will begin automatically converting outgoing links from plain HTTP to encrypted HTTPS for domains that appear on the HSTS preload list. HSTS, which stands for Hypertext Strict Transport Security, is a way for a site to announce to web browsers that HTTPS connections should be used for that site. By automatically converting links to domains on the preload list, Facebook is effectively securing links for browsers that don't yet handle HSTS. IndieWeb Development Looking for new ways to syndicate posts from your site out to the silos where your followers are? Ravi Segar published a post at ravisegar.in titled Implementing Posse on My Site. In it, he details his syndication setup. The Zapier automation service watches his site's RSS feed for new posts, Creates a new short link for the post using Rebrandly, and then posts that new link to his Twitter account. JSON Schema is a format for describing and validating data structures in JavaScript object notation. Martijn Vanderfen and Jonathan Lacour have created JSON Schema examples that could be of use to developers of Micropub clients and servers. Check the Microformats validation page for links to schemas that can be used to validate parsed Microformats 2 data in JSON format. And finally, John Udell at johnudell.net has created experimental audio, video, and YouTube clipping tools which make it possible to quickly choose timed snippets from a longer piece of audio or video on the web. The tools were built to share the resulting media fragment URLs on the Hypothesis annotation service, but they should work as bare links in most browsers. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the IndieWeb chat. This Week in the IndieWeb and the Indie News services are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode comes from Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org.